Two podcasts in two days? Are you kidding me? That actually is happening. Hi everyone, I'm your host Greg Jansen of the Game Time with Greg Podcast and a lot of people have wanted my thoughts and I'm giving them to you right away about the new news out of Davey, out of Miami, Florida. The new starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, the fifth overall pick in the 2020 draft, Tua Tungo Vailoa. This is all about that. Everyone wants to know my thoughts. I'm going to give them to you, and I'm going to give them to you fast and quickly, as this was not planned for today, obviously. But it's something that is going to be talked about. The Dolphins are 3-3. Their schedule so far has been at New England, which was a loss, 21-11. Versus Buffalo, they lost 31 to 28, so two rough losses to the division to start out. At Jacksonville, win 31 to 13. Versus Seattle, they lost at home 31 to 23. At San Francisco, they won 43 to 17. And home against the Jets this past Sunday, they won 24 to nothing. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I want to start off by saying, is the ultimate teammate. He's been there for this team. He's been nothing but a perfect mentor for all the young guys on this team. He's the oldest guy on the team by far. The second oldest is Kyle Van Noy. They don't have any other guy over 30 on the roster other than Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. And everybody loves him. This is the first time in a long time where I've seen the starting quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick at the time, and the backup, Tua Tungo Vailoa, where the the locker universally loved these guys. Loved them. And the Dolphins will have a bye week to prepare for the Los Angeles Rams. And I uh, tweeted this out, and it went big time. Tua Tungo-Vailoa wears number one. Is starting on the 11th month, 1-1, on the first day of the month, November 1, at 1 Eastern time. 1-1-1-1. Tua played a few snaps against the Jets in mop-up duty, and he converted the lone third down for the Dolphins in that game on a pass to Jakeem Grant for seven yards. Now, I don't want people to think that he was forced into action because he wasn't. Ryan Fitzpatrick had a... Great start to the first half. The offense, I mean, I know it's the Jets. Division rival who I can't stand. Probably the team I can't stand the most, but they were a bad team. But they could not convert on third down. And in the second half, the Dolphins could not move the ball at all. 
And in the game against Seattle, they couldn't move the ball at all. They only got one touchdown in that game. They could barely move the ball against the Bills week one. Fitz has been great, but not very great. He had some tough games to start out the season, but he's been... I'm never going to say anything bad about the guy because he did everything a leader should do. And if you saw on the sideline him raising his hand to get the crowd into it for Tua, you see why these guys love playing with that dude. He's a great dude. He's shown that he can be a leader. He He's loved. He's appreciated by everyone in that locker room. I'll never forget Week 17 last year, beating New England at New England Week 17. He led that team to that win. Touchdown late to Mike Kosicki to win the game. My brother was a Chiefs fan. He was listening to that game on the radio. My grandma had a sudden stroke the night before, and we were on our way to see her. And Joel, my brother, had that game on the radio. Listen to the Chiefs because he wanted the Dolphins to win so the Chiefs could get a bye. He was listening to that on the radio and I was streaming on my phone the Dolphins game. And that quickly happened. The Dolphins won that game and that's what came out of it. And Ryan Fitzpatrick led that team. So it was great to see. And so that was real cool to see how far that team had come. Because that team, I, I said it at the beginning to people, this rebuild will start out rough, but it has the potential to be very special. The team started out, oh, I've said this on the opening podcast, if you remember the Game Time with Great Podcast. The Dolphins started the season 0-7. And they won five of their last nine games. And they are, um, as we speak right now, three and three with a legit shot at the division. And with that said, they are (laughs) have a real shot of making moves. A real shot. And with that, with that, they have they added talent to both sides of the ball. The offensive line this year has been better the first six weeks than we've seen in a long time in Dolphin land. You have three rookies that have played on the offensive line that they drafted. Robert Hunt out of Louisiana, Austin Jackson out of USC, and Solomon Kinley out of Georgia. When all three have played, they've been dynamite. Eric Flowers, the hometown kid, he's been dynamite. This offensive line. You they wanted to wait till it was up to expectations for Tua to be able to perform. And this offensive line has not been the weakness of this team. And a lot of people thought coming in that would be the weakness because you'd have growing pains from the rookies, which Still might happen in this season, but so far in the first six games, that hasn't happened. But you got 
that happening and this and you have Miles Gaskin who's been a steal it looks like like I always say about running backs you can draft running backs anywhere Miles Gaskin the running back for the Dolphins have out of Washington was the last running back taken in the 2019 draft and Miles Gaskin is right now leading the Miami Dolphins in rushing and he's doing a good job Dolphins still haven't had a 100-yard rusher in the game since the game I went to back in 2018. But hey, this team, as long as they're winning games, that's what matters. And they're showing that they can win. So, that's encouraging. That first game is against the Rams, November 1, as we discussed. And... The NFL, you never know what you're going to get. So his first game is against the Los Angeles Rams, November 1. Jared Goff on the, the opposing quarterback, his first game was against the Miami Dolphins. And I'm already hearing a lot of people say, oh, Tua, that's a tough game for him to go into against Aaron Donald. You bet it is. But the NFL is a different week in and week out. The 49ers... This past Sunday, kept Aaron Donald at bay. Didn't allow him to do anything at all. 49ers, the week before against the Dolphins, they couldn't stop the Dolphins' defensive line. You never know what you're going to get. Some things can be predictable, but no one saw both those things happening. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. You have Chan Gailey as your offense coordinator, who is the Dolphins' offense coordinator back to 20 years ago. And you have Brian Flores, who's a defensive-minded head coach. And you hire a veteran coordinator to coach the side of the ball that you're not quite as familiar with. That is a move that most coaches, when they get a head coaching job, should do. Hire the coach, the coordinator, or whatever, to coach the side of the ball that you're more unfamiliar with. Because they'll help you. I mean... Look at the Vikings, even though they're struggling. I mean, they have Gary Kubiak as an offensive coordinator. That's a proven head coach that can that can help on that side of the ball compared to Zimmer. There's a lot of other teams that are doing that. It's important to have your quarterback in the most chance to succeed. Ryan Tannehill. I remember when Ryan Tannehill started his first game. I remember watching that game against the Texans. You could tell he wasn't ready. He wasn't. He was overwhelmed against the Texans in his first game, against a prime J.J. Watt and a prime Texans offensive team. He wasn't ready because he was thrown out there because David Garrard, if you remember him, the former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, got hurt. Dolphins didn't have a proven alternate backup, so they had to put Ryan Tannehill, who's only been a quarterback a year and a half, into there and say, Ryan, it's your show. You're the quarterback. Go do it. Now, I know he got them to a decent record, but there was no wide receiver weapons on that team. The offensive line outside of Jake Long and Mike Pouncey was a joke for him. I mean, Richie Incognito was good, but we all know what Richie Incognito ended up coming, becoming and still is. But this, but Tua has been put in a good position to succeed so far because the offensive line so far has looked good. The running games looked pretty good. The weapons are there, but I think the Dolphins, when the draft comes, they'll make sure that it suits 
the offense for two of even better than what it does now, even though the offense does look pretty good right now. The Dolphins have a bright future. I think I've said it before. You got the first and second round picks this year of the Houston Texans, which has a legit shot of being a top five to ten pick. We'll be facing an angry Green Bay team this week later in this week. So that could be another mark to add to the team. This is about as excited as I have been as a Dolphin fan for quite some time. Because so far, when you look when you look at this team, it's hard to believe what they've done so far. It really is. Their tough part of their schedule is difficult. I cannot remember the last time this far into a season that the Dolphins had outscored their opponents by at least 40 points. They've outscored their opponents 160 to 113. They have the best point. It's for a game to give it up in the division. 160 to 113. They have a higher, they're the only ones with a plus in their division. The defense is playing better than expected. And the special teams hasn't been bad either. Now, I'm not going to say the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Because I don't make that prediction. But this team is playing exceptionally well so far, all things considered. Because this first half of the schedule was really difficult. At least it looked like it on paper. And the back end of the schedule could be pretty difficult. But you saw, you've seen Joe Burrow, what he can do for the Bengals. The Bengals need to protect that boy right there. You've seen what Justin Herbert can do. They need to protect leads for that boy too. Now it's time for the Dolphins and the rest of the NFL to see what Tua can do. Tua is going to be linked to those two quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill was in the first round with Andrew Luck and RG3 and now Russell Wilson, even though he was in a completely different round. Like the Ben Roethlisberger's, Eli Manning's, and Phillip Rivers, all in the same draft class. When there's a good quarterback draft, you're linked to guys. And Tua is linked to that. Tua is the first left-handed quarterback in the NFL in five years. I kept it close to my vest. I didn't want to tell anybody, but the quarterback I wanted in this draft was Tua. I'll tell you why I wanted Tua. And I could always be wrong in the future, and that's okay, but that's for another podcast. Years down the line. I liked Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow had one good year at LSU, a historically great year after being pretty mediocre in college. I liked Justin Herbert a lot, but I did not... Get the feel when the Dolphins hired Chan Gately that he would be able to do the things that Tua was able to do in this offense. I wanted Tua from the get-go. Thanks for Tua. I was all part of that. But I wanted to see development through this team. And we saw it last year at the end of the year. And we're seeing it now. He has all the pieces to be a good quarterback. He needs to stay healthy. I know people are saying that's their issue with Tua. But that's the case for every quarterback, every position player, offensive tackle, offensive guard, running back, wide receiver, tight end, all those positions. They go, yeah, but he needs to stay healthy. That's the case for every position, not just quarterback. I am not going to tell you 
how he's going to do. But I, I was asked a while back, just before Labor Day, when will Tua start by one of my good friends? And I said, he will start when it comes for the time for the Dolphins to play the Rams this year. The Dolphins' schedule changed dramatically because the Patriots had their COVID outbreak. And the Dolphins were scheduled to play the Broncos this past Sunday. But because of it, they had to play the Jets. And now, instead of having a bye week later in the season, the Dolphins will have their bye week this Sunday. And it turns out that might be a good thing. Yeah, a week for the rookie to prepare. The Rams have to completely change their game plan for Ryan Fitzpatrick because they haven't seen a whole lot of Tua on tape. And two, the Rams will have to travel cross-country for an early start time for them. And they have a short week because they'll be playing on Monday Night Football next week. This is all set up real well. Keep in mind, Brian Flores has coached about every part there was in the Patriots organization. He was a scout. He still scouts these players. He knows what he's doing. I'm not saying he's a fantastic head coach yet because it's only a year and six games into his resume. But I can't remember the last time the Dolphins had a coach that had a plan like this. Probably Don Shula, for real. God bless his soul. If you want to see something good today, go to Jeff Darlington's Twitter account and see the history of Dolphins quarterbacks. It's not a pretty list, and I've watched all of them play for the Dolphins and quarterback a team. I watched the Gus Ferrats, the Dante Culpeppers, the Jay Fiedlers, the Brian Greasies, the Ray Lewis, the John Becks. I watched them all. The Dolphins have had 22 quarterbacks since Marino. This is a legit shot of that cycle ending for a long, long time. I never bought a Dolphins jersey before Tua's, not counting Marino's, because I was given a Marino jersey. The reason I bought Tua's jersey is because I thought that he was special. I'm not saying that Ryan Tannehill wasn't special. He's lighting the floor with Tennessee, and I couldn't be happier for him. And people are saying, oh, Gase is the one that destroyed him. Yeah, that's true. But he had three years before that, too. So, I'm optimistic. We'll see how this goes. We'll come back and study this at the end of the year. See how Tua does. I'm real excited about this news, as you can imagine. My phone blew up from texts, tweets. I mean, I even had people from Brazil reach out to me. What's going on? Is it true? Thank you for listening to this bonus emergency edition of the Game Time with Greg podcast. We'll see how this goes. And thank you again for your time. Because for right now, fins up and I am out.